0: Hello and welcome to Baruch. I'm Vijay Lakshmi Balakrishnan and this week we remain in the year 1975. In our last episode, we had looked at the impact of Amendment 42, which included education into the concurrent list. Allowing the government of India at the centre to make public policy on children's education a progressive move one which the next government would retain on the statute books. This week, we visit the village of Sohagi. It's nondescript, it's probably really hard to find on a map even today, and in 1975, it must have been even harder. And yet, it was in 1975 that the Prime Minister of India would visit that village, inaugurate a training program for child weavers, program was to train 12 to 15 year olds, primarily boys, to support the carpet industry. Huge demand for workers. This was part of Indira Gandhi's push to support exports, all of that on paper sounds good. There is only one problem. All of the anticipated 30,000 child leavers were to be paid a stipend, in reality a wage and at this time the Children of Employment Act Colonial era legislation was still in force. That act unambiguously banned the employment of children below the age of 16 years. With her visit to Sohagi to inaugurate the training program, Mrs. Gandhi was doing more than, ex- than helping her exports. She was signaling that at the very highest levels of government, There was a willingness to infringe the Children of Employment Act. And this aspect of state willingness to support industry did not go unnoticed. The sociologist B.N. Juyal records that often children as young as six were enrolled in these training schools. The support provided by the government would have immediate impact. The health of our balance sheet would improve. Just before the training program for child weavers was launched, India had exported just under 34 crores worth of carpets in 74 75 In the third year of the training program, India's exports had jumped. Almost three times to rupees eighty four point three six crores. And in the first year of the new decade, nineteen eighty eighty one, it had grown almost five times to rupees one hundred and forty five crores. a hugely successful venture. There were, of course, other consequences of this willingness to infringe the Children in Employment Act. In 1985, when the government was headed by Indira Sam Rajiv, a report on the state of education was released. This report would remark on the progress made all over the country. also highlight a wrinkle in India's most populous state, Uttar Pradesh. It was not just a reversal of the trends in the rest of the country. It was a piece of the reversal where dropouts from school, a phenomenon in which children are enrolled by families and then for a variety of reasons, they're unable to stay in school. In Uttar Pradesh, the dropout rate was increasing. It had already been on the higher side but now it seems to have increased. The report of course stops short Making a correlation between the government of India's push to educate children and her even stronger push to earn export revenue. That correlation. would be made by Professor Myron Bina. He would examine not just Uttar Pradesh but many similar sites across the country he would come to the conclusion that the reason India's children did not go to school was because the elites of the country wanted it so. In the village of Sahagi, Mrs. Gandhi had inaugurated not just a training program for child weavers, not just a support for exports. She had instituted a policy to ensure that the status quo socially and economically would remain the same. That was not her constitutional mandate. The village of Sohagi in November nineteen seventy-five one aspect of how the tale of two books came to be written can still be found. Thank you for listening. In our next episode, we will examine the backstory of Professor Krishna Kumar's political agenda of education. unraveling those threads that worked as a countervailing force to the status quo whom um, myron vena wouldn't die Child the State of India. Join us next time for another episode of the Tale of Two Books. I'm Vijay Lakshmi Balakrishnan. This episode has been mixed and edited by Abira Majid. Thank you once again for listening in. Join us next week for another episode of The Tale of Two Books.